the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody stood for the anthem, but nobody watched the game. Okay, some people uh, watched the NFL Hall of Fame game last night, but the ratings were way down. In a few minutes, we'll talk about that with someone from Deadline Hollywood. Uh, I DVR'd the game because I wanted to see what happened during the anthem, and unless I missed it somehow, NBC didn't show it, didn't show the anthem. And I watched for a while and didn't hear any mention of the national anthem. And let's give the NFL some credit here. Uh, The numbers were way down, but it was still the most watched show on television last night. Now, maybe that's not saying much for a Thursday night in August, but, you know, the games stink. And it did uh, have, uh, like, doubled the ratings from the previous Thursday uh, on NBC. So people still do watch, but the games do stink. Very few regulars play, and unless your favorite team's playing and you want to check out some of the rookies and younger guys, there is real uh, no real reason to watch. Um, and ratings in the National Anthem will be two major themes again this season. That's obvious. It, it wasn't much of one last night because everybody stood. But, you know, maybe they had some respect for the Hall of Fame. Guys being there didn't want to make that the story. And we'll see when they start playing some more preseason games and some uh, and the regular season starts. And as I said, we'll get into that with Dominic Patton of Deadline Hollywood in a few minutes, the ratings and all that with the NFL. We'll also talk to him about Leslie Moonves at CBS and where TV is headed. The NFL and all the major sports should get used to the idea of their ratings going down because they're losing a viewer who's probably not going to be replaced every time somebody dies. Young people don't need no stinking TVs, okay? They watch what they want to watch on their phones, which is kind of funny. When you consider how much money their parents, who grew up thinking a you know a, a thirty inch screen, thirty inch uh, TV screen was huge, how much they've spent on those big flat screens in the living room that the kids I guess they watch them, but they're not anyway. They're, they they'd much rather be with their phones, which brings me to one of my favorite subjects, and I, I was reminded of this uh, when I looked out the window here, high atop the massive AM twelve fifty the answer building in Green Tree. If I look out the back window here, right outside the studio, I can see two beautiful baseball fields right out there. And it's the kind of field my friends and I would have killed for when we were kids. Grass in the outfield. uh, There's a real dirt infield. Fences. And I've yet to see one kid. Not one kid. Not two kids playing catch. Nothing. Never seen anybody playing on it. It's been a few weeks now. And, you know, we're almost we're coming into the end of summer now. That's because the pickup game died a long time ago with kids. Over 30 years ago, uh, I did a story for WTAE-TV on this subject. I had noticed on my drives to work that there were never any kids playing on the fields where I played as a kid or anywhere else. I lived within a mile of where I grew up, out in the South Hills, and driving in, I'd go through past several fields, and I never saw anybody. Never saw anybody uh, playing, so... Uh, I took a cameraman to the empty fields, and I did a bunch of stand-ups. And all I did was stand in front of the camera, say, this is such-and-such field, and ask where the kids were. And, and I would also ask, what could they possibly be doing on a summer, summer day if they weren't playing baseball? And, and there wasn't anybody playing soccer either. Nobody was playing anything. I was glad there was nobody playing soccer, but that's another story. Anyway, uh, that, pro- that story probably got more reaction than any story I've ever done on television. That may sound ridiculous, but it's true. Uh, it really st- struck a chord. And I happened to be filling in for Myron Cope that night on his talk show, right here, by the way, on this very same frequency, 1250 a.m., Uh, And the phones lit up. They never stopped. Uh, Guys were calling in wondering where the kids were and wondering, as I was, what was wrong with them. Stan Saverin's show was next. And when he came upstairs to TV after doing his show, he said, boy, you got him going tonight. His show was wall-to-wall calls on the same subject. And keep in mind, there were no computers, smartphones, or video games back then. I never did figure out what the kids were doing back then. But I know what they're doing now, and I know why the fields are empty. Video games and smartphones. 
A professor of psychology named Jean Twenge has written a book about it, and she's also written a huge piece on the subject for The Atlantic. I've been trying to get her to be a guest here on the show for the last few days, and can't uh, put it together. hope to do it soon. But anyway, she paints an ugly picture of kids who would rather communicate with their friends with a text than with actual, you know, speaking. And, you know, kids who don't care about getting a driver's license. I wanted my driver's license 30 seconds after the, the clock struck midnight on my 16th birthday. These kids wait till they're 18, 19, 20. Nah, they don't need them. And because there's really no place they want to go other than their bedroom with their smartphones. And listen to the title of the book. It'll take me about 30 seconds to give you the title, but here it is. iGen, and that's the generation, I think, born like since 1995, somewhere in there. iGen, why today's super-connected kids are growing up less rebellious, more tolerant, less happy, and completely unprepared for adulthood, and what that means for the rest of us. That's a long title, but, you know, obviously she's, she's serious about this. It's causing huge increases in cases of depression, and for the first time, according to this uh, piece, there are more teenage suicides than homicides. First time ever. But don't tell your kids to put down their devices. Do what the cool parents do, and get your kid a video game coach. Yep, there are parents out there hiring Fortnite coaches for their kids so they can get better at it. Fortnite is the most popular game now. And don't laugh because your kid could get a college scholarship. And I'm not kidding. Coming up in our next half hour, we're going to talk to a guy who is in charge of an esports program, esports program at a major university. And it has there are kids there who are on esports scholarships. But when we come back, we're going to talk NFL TV ratings and other TV stuff with the editor of Deadline Hollywood. Stay there. This is Mike Howard, General Sales Manager at Salem Media Pittsburgh. You've heard me recruit for salespeople for quite a while now, always looking for professionals who just have to be in the sales arena because they love the hunt for new business, have those antennas up, and just simply know how to get appointments. Well, I'm here to tell you that is still exactly what I am looking for, but not just to be in radio. Salem Media Pittsburgh truly is much more, so much so that all of our team's titles have changed to Integrated Marketing Strategist. What that means is we now incorporate everything regarding digital marketing into our daily services, from web design to social media and reputation management, plus all things digital marketing, including retargeting, Facebook, SEO and SEM, and much more. So if the sales skills I mentioned before apply to you, plus you have a knack or even experience in digital marketing sales, you definitely need to contact us. Would you do that, please? Log on to SalemMedia.com and click the Careers link. And search Pittsburgh to apply. Marley Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. Many of you know or have worked with our friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. You also know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, and even large groups, Marley has got you covered. Giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, or even Johns Hopkins. Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Call Marley Financial now at 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. The one thing I loved about working with him, we got to pray with our patients. And I could do that without feeling like I was going to get in trouble. At the medicine shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb continues the legacy of pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. And many people, you cannot cure them or make them truly get well if they have something down deep that they haven't ever addressed. Stress affects your whole body. Like when I get stressed, I have between my shoulder blades, my muscles get tight. Some people, it's GI. Some people, it can be a rash. Some people, their immune system is down. So we address that too. But you have to address the root causing that stress for them to truly heal. One of the things I'm very humbled by is that many of the people that Joe and I saw together, they're still coming to see me. And I just really appreciate that. And I'm going to try to have the same empathy and love and caring that he had. I just love it. It's my dream job. It's what I've always wanted to do. Every day's different because not everybody's the same. Call for a consultation today. 888-865-9595. 
Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And they're no Pole full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM1250, The Answer. So we told you that the ratings for the NFL exhibition game last night were way down. Dominic Patton is senior editor and TV critic for Deadline Hollywood. Uh, Dominic, thanks for being here. Hey, my pleasure, John. So how far down were they? Well, it depends. You've got to look at it in two ways. TV ratings have increasingly become kind of alchemy for people. People, you know, networks put a lot of emphasis on them, clearly, because that's how, part of how they gauge their advertising rate. And we, as, t- as TV reporters and as people just looking at it, put time into them because we want to see how shows do. Here's the thing. There's a thing called the metered markets, and that looks at 56 of the main markets around the United States every morning. That's the first set of numbers that come in. It was down 13% from the game of last year on August 3rd, 2017, when it was the Dallas Cowboys versus the Arizona Cardinals. By the way, I should say, Baltimore Ravens won last night against the Chicago Bears, 17-16. to And the game also last year was pretty tight, too. Cowboys won 2018. So, you know, these are not blowouts, which is usually why people turn off. Then you look at what's called the fast affiliates, and that's the first set of numbers that come in with real viewership and looking at the key demo of 18-19, to 18-49. to and here's where the NFL took a hit last night. It was down 18% from, la- from the uh, Hall of Fame game from last year. That's a serious number. Now, you have to then wonder what the hell is going wrong and why are we seeing NFL ratings down again. Yeah, and I, I, I just wonder um, if, why anybody would think it's going to get any better for the, for the, for the networks. I'm well, there's a co- there, there is a couple of things. There's always a wild card to the NFL. In fact, there's always a couple of wild cards to the NFL, I would say, from my point of view. One thing is, obviously, last year, there was a lot of controversy about the national anthem and social, ju- social injustice protests by some players. Obviously, the president got involved and the league got involved between the seasons because then they started wanting to look at uh, how things they were going to develop a policy. And then that policy was developed, and then that policy, because the Players Association protested against it, that policy has now been shelved. So there is no policy anymore about the national anthem. That was one thing. The other thing I would say also, too, though, and I mean this is no disrespect, coming from a town that actually right now doesn't have the best NFL franchises going, if you know what I mean. Not all NFL franchises are created equal. When you put the Dallas Cowboys on, you are going to get eyeballs. When you put the Seattle Seahawks on, at least up until last season, you are going to get eyeballs. When you put probably the Jets and maybe even the Giants on, you're going to get eyeballs. And right now, when you put the Philadelphia Eagles on, Super Bowl champions, you're definitely going to get eyeballs. That is not what happened last night. The Bears and the Ravens, well, the Ravens won the Super Bowl back in 2013. The Bears, of course, are a, a hallmark of the NFL, but they are not big-ticket teams that are going to get big viewership. So that was a very ill-considered move, in my opinion, on the part of the NFL and NBC, to use that as their preseason Hall of Fame kickoff game, because it wasn't putting your best foot forward, even if you're just putting up something for what essentially should be, in many ways, is a meaningless game, has now taken on an imperative because, well, it took a hit. Yeah, and I, you know, I think last night they they thought that by you know the Bears had Erlacher, and the Ravens had uh, Ray Lewis, and so they try. I think they try to get at least one team, and I think they're probably pretty happy to get two that have guys going into the Hall of Fame that weekend. I I don't know that that's going to help their TV ratings very much ever, but you know that's yeah. That, I mean, look, that might be my call. Is I don't think people care about that. I, yeah, think I, don't football, either, but... I think when football comes back, people want to see people play. Right, and when you kind of have this peripheral thing, you know, like look. I'm a huge basketball fan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
the All-Star game is fun. The All-Star weekend is fun. It's not a serious sporting endeavor. And, and, you know, the numbers never reach anything like what a typical game does or certainly nothing like what anything even approaching what the finals approach. So you've got you to gotta think of this properly. And for the, the league, which saw almost a 10% ratings decline last year, which was building upon a previous season of ratings decline, they have to think about what the hell are we going to do here? We can't keep doing this. Because what's happening to them is very clear, is this year Fox made a big multi-year bid to have the NFL Thursday night game. You go back, you look at what players have to say about that game. Game is never that great rated. Of course, it wins every Thursday night in the regular season, but it's never that great rated. And the second thing is, players don't like it because it's a huge attention and physique and just generally focused drainer when you're really concentrating on those big weekend games that are really important and really get the numbers and really play into the league. So the NFL's got too many games. That's one problem. The second problem is, is TV ratings on the whole are down. I mean, they just are. People are changing their viewing habits. And the third thing is the NFL are not nimble. NBA is nimble. Soccer is nimble, which is one of the reasons why it's growing in America in terms of its ratings, even though they're still minuscule. But, you know, and other sports are nimble. The NFL are not nimble. As TV viewership has changed, they have not changed with it. Sports viewership used to be the last saloon in town because it was still a live event. You didn't DVR it. You didn't wait about it. You wanted to watch it live. You wanted to see it in a bar or a restaurant at home with friends and family, whatever. You wanted to be on the ball as the ball was on the field. That's changed now. Again, I'll come back to my own example, all right? And, and you know, look, sure, I'm a, I'm a TV reporter and, a, and journalist here in Los Angeles, but, look, I'm, I'm, I'm just like anybody else. I love my sports, okay? Guy who grew up in New York. So I increasingly, I have a family. I have a, little, I have a little daughter now. I'm married, of course. You know, so I have stuff to do, and I'm busy, as we all are. So there's not every time I can watch a game. I find myself many a time in the basketball season and also, too, on Thursday nights watching NFL games on my phone, either, either somehow watching streaming or just following the scores either on Twitter or something like that because that's the demands of my lifestyle. The NFL are not meeting that. They're just assuming that everyone's going to show up and sit down in front of their TV every week or, or, or a couple times a week and watch those games. And when they don't get those numbers, they act like they can't believe what's happened. We're talking to Dominic Patton. He's the senior editor and TV critic for Deadline Hollywood. So, Dominic, you just mentioned that you know you watch the game on your phone, um, which I think is hilarious. Not because you do, but uh, when you think about, you know, I don't know how old you are, but I grew up watching the Steelers when I was a kid on a a twenty two inch black and white TV. Dude, and, dude, look, I'm not going to compare how close you and I are to AARP memberships, but yeah. I will say this. I mean, I certainly remember in, at, at my, my, my parents' apartment uh, in, in Hell's Kitchen when I was a kid. Like, you know, we had like, uh, there were the rabbit ears, and sometimes you got great reception, and sometimes you didn't. You yeah. know? I mean, look, that's the world we live in now. But I fully embrace this. I mean, I love the technological advantages that are here. I love how my nieces and nephews and, and, and younger members of my family have that stuff that they can avail to. It's yeah, but I just, I, I just think it's funny that, that you now have 65-inch TVs and you have kids watch, watching it on a 3-inch, you know, 3-by-5-inch screen, which I, I get, you know, and I understand the mobility and all that stuff. But um, I, wanted to, I want to talk about the numbers a little bit. You, you said, you know, when you throw out numbers like 13%, 18%, what does that mean if, if I'm an advertiser... Uh, and I'm selling Buicks, and I've spent a good chunk of money on uh, you know buying advertising on an NFL game. What am I saying to the networks when I see those numbers? Am I saying I, give me some money back, or am I saying you know let's talk next year? We have a five year deal, but maybe I don't want to do this for five years. I think you're having a combination of that conversation. I mean, I think you know all in all. Let's let's look for instance at the Super Bowl. Uh, from last year. Uh, NBC had the Super Bowl. NBC also had the Winter Olympics. What NBC did was very smart. They sold packages to advertisers for those two things. So both of them cleaned out their inventory pretty damn quick. Super Bowl, obvious. But the Olympics, which is, you know, had some, especially Winter Olympics, which aren't something Americans, especially when we don't compete uh, that well, because there's not a lot of those sports besides some of the snowboarding ones where we're tops, you know, that's a hard sell for Americans. So by doing that, NBC kind of spreads around the gain and spreads around the pain. 
I think that that's increasingly what networks are also having to do here with, with sports. You know, we now have, look, just look at what the preseason is going to look like. Just look at that schedule. It's crazy. It's crazy. We've got, we had the Bears and the Ravens on NBC last night. Next week, we're going to have the Jets and the Redskins and the Ravens and the Colts on ESPN. Then the following week, the Super Bowl champs, the Eagles and the Browns are on Fox. The Lions and, and the Buccaneers are on CBS. They're spreading this around everywhere, right? Everyone's getting a piece of this. ABC doesn't get it because, of course, they have ESPN, which is also owned by Disney, so that's how they share their own, their own NFL profits and their own NFL gains. But all of these networks, of course, are attached to other things. Or some of them are owned by conglomerates, also own studios. They have streaming services. In the case of CBS, All Access, et cetera, et cetera. They're trying to make sure they can spread this around. So if you're a guy selling a Buick, you're not just buying an ad when you buy an ad on an NFL game. You're buying an ad on a whole bunch of different places. Increasingly, they're going to have to start leveraging those wedges to make sure this is paying off for people because increasingly people are going to start asking about those prices, which for a number of years were going up. Yeah, and it, it, I think there was a time when people thought that it was never going to stop going up, but at some point it is because well, it has to. It's the reality of math, my friend. Yeah. You might love it, you might hate it, but you know the numbers are going to add up to what the numbers are going to add up. And you can spread them around as many ways as you want. You can put mirrors up next to them and say they're reflecting off this and they're reflective of that. But eventually there's a bottom line. Somebody's got to write a check and they want to know how much it's going to be for. And you know what's interesting um, is that I saw uh, uh, Forbes magazine came out with their most most valuable franchises. And uh, the Steelers were 28th, uh, 31st, rather, down from 28 last year. And the guy who wrote the piece uh, made the point that with all the TV, talk about the TV ratings going down, the Steelers' um, value went up $200 million. Yeah, well, I mean, but, but, you know, there might be a lot of factors in that. I mean, I will also give you some, some factors. I haven't been to the great city of Pittsburgh in a little bit. Um, big fan of the state of Pennsylvania, though. And, of course, congrats to you guys as being the home of the 2017 Stanley Cup winners. Um, but I do say this, there are additional factors in all that, you know, the way the league merchandises, which is massive, you know, massive, the, the merchandise from the league, clearly, um, and, and all sorts of accelerators. And remember, as you're talking about those TV rights, let's mention Mr. Jeff Bezos, because Amazon has started streaming games, right? Let's talk about the NFL's own network. Let's talk about the way the league is trying to franchise overseas by NFL in UK or NFL in Germany and stuff like that. So these are all money makers for the league. The NFL is not having its lights turned out anytime soon. No, no way. Right? It doesn't it doesn't matter if they get into a dust up with Donald Trump or they get into a love hug with Donald Trump. It depends on where you stand on the spectrum. The NFL are always going to come out doing well financially, but times are changing, and some networks have learned to change faster than others. I will give credit to CBS because they certainly have tried that with with the capacity they had. ABC, of course, is lim- is connected to the Disney Empire, so they have lots of advantages. NBC connected to the Comcast Empire, they have lots of advantages. And Fox, of course, is part of Rupert Murdoch's empire, which is being cut up a little bit, but will always have a powerhouse behind it as long as the old man's alive. All these things have meaning. It just depends on how you're going to make these deals. The NFL made a big deal with Twitter last year. The numbers, were they good? Were they great? It's hard to tell. Those metrics are, are deeply buried. Again, it's like you and I go to a bar downtown and we watch the game, and they count the, the viewership on the game, but they don't count that you and I and 75 other people were packed into this little joint watching this game because it's only the one payment that's done by the bar owner. So these numbers are all over the place. The greatest problem that is emerging here is twofold, I would say. And it affects the NFL especially because they're a live sporting event. But it affects everyone else in television as well, which is... Our demands on our time and the platforms in which we can watch what we want to watch are rapidly changing. And whatever we watch has to move with it. The second one is people just want different things, and you've got to find a way. Because ultimately, it's the old saying, my friend, the customer's always right, whether or not you're selling the NFL or whether or not you're selling Buicks. Hey, Dominic, i got like 10 seconds. i got a hard break. I want you to just tell me what's going to happen with Leslie Moonves at CBS. I think this is going to be a little bit of a slow water drip. We're going to see they brought in uh, two law firms. There's a special committee of the board of directors overlooking the CEO at CBS. Les Moonves is a big pitch man, but he might have finally found something he couldn't sell, which is his own salvation. Okay. Hey, I really appreciate you being on. I'd like to do it again. That was great stuff, Dominic. Thank you, my friend. Okay. That's Dominic Patton, senior editor, TV critic for Deadline Hollywood. Some good stuff there. I'm going to keep this guy in mind. He knows TV. And we will be right back. We're going to talk about scholarships for esports. You're not going to believe this. Stick around.
SRN News, I'm Val Dior. China says it's poised to impose retaliatory tariffs on $60 billion worth of U.S. imports if Washington goes ahead with its latest trade threat. The items targeted include coffee, honey, and industrial chemicals. China responding to a U.S. threat to increase tariff on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods in the second round of a dispute over technology. White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders says that instead of retaliating, China should address longstanding concerns about its unfair trading practices. U.S. employers slowed their hiring in July, adding 157,000 jobs, a solid gain but below the healthy pace they maintained in the first half of this year. The Labor Department says the unemployment rate ticked down to 3.9 percent from 4 percent. That's near an 18-year low of 3.8 percent reached in May. On Wall Street, the Dow ending up 136, NASDAQ up 9, S&P ending the day up 13. This is SRN News. Pat Boone here again for Relief Factor, the company that's helping thousands of people, just like my wife Shirley and me, deal with all kinds of occasional aches and pains. For years, Shirley struggled with her neck and her shoulder pain kept her from sleeping through the night. A lot of people, just like Shirley, struggle with aches and pains due to aging or exercise. Why don't you order the three-week quick start? It's now only $19.95, and let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hugh Hewitt says the Cohen tape doesn't really move the needle. Lanny Davis, a lawyer for Mr. Cohen, longtime supporter of Bill and Hillary Clinton, told the New York Times on Tuesday night that Mr. Cohen released the tape because he is on a new path. It's a reset button to tell the truth and to let the chips fall where they may. Well, we'll see what comes out of that. In the meantime, I'm not sure that's going to change one vote. Not one vote. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, on AM 1250. The Answer. How do you Friday? Whether you're trying to firm up, slim down, feel better, or simply take a break, Smoothie King has the smoothie for you. And with our $5 Fridays, you can Friday with a purpose. 32-ounce smoothies are just $5, and 32-ounce meal replacements are just $6. All blends, all flavors, all Friday. So how do you Friday? Friday like a king. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Participating locations, some restrictions may apply. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. <sighs> That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity. Made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line. A long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just the mattress store. Experience an original, the original mattress factory. The Family Fun Expo and Back to School Celebration Saturday, August 18th presents one last time to have fun as a family before the craziness of school kicks in. From 11 to 4 p.m., bring your family to Princecape Arena, formerly South Point Isoplex, and enjoy tons of kids' activities, games, and prizes throughout the day, plus food, entertainment, exhibitors, and more. Visit TheAnswerPGH.com for more details, family-friendly prices, and to register. Sponsored by The Answer, Princecape Arena and the Bible Chapel. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. Started out with a look at the Parkway East. It is heavy outbound as you approach Forbes Avenue to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and pretty solid inbound from Forest Hills to the Tunnel and Boulevard of the Allies to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West Low outbound Banksville Road to Carnegie and heavy inbound Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. On the Parkway North, you'll see some delays outbound Forbes Avenue to 279 and northbound on 79. Got accident off to the shoulder. It's a Grand Avenue. You're jammed from the Forest Grove Road overpass. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Mostly cloudy skies for this evening. Those clouds will begin to break later on tonight. It'll be a muggy night, low 64 tomorrow, turning out mostly sunny, warm and humid, high 84. Clear and muggy tomorrow night, 65 degrees. Sunday, some patchy fog early, otherwise partly sunny, quite warm and humid with a high of 88 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. A few hours ago, somebody on Twitter who goes by the name of Judge Smales, he follows me and I go back and forth with him quite a bit. You can follow me on Twitter at Steigerworld, by the way. Uh, a few hours ago, he made me aware of a story about, and, and I'm also, look, anytime you've, you've got an idea for the t- a topic for the show, let me let me know, because um, I'll, I'll use it if I think it's good. Anyway, he, he made me aware of a story about parents hiring Fortnite coaches for their kids. A Fortnite, in case you don't know, is a hugely popular video game. And Judge thought I'd find the story ridiculous, and I might have, if not for the guest I knew that I was going to already be talking to on the radio today. I'd already had him lined up. His name is Dr. Steve Topfer. He's an associate professor of human development and family studies at Kent State, but he's also the director of Kent State's eSports program. Uh, Steve, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on the show. So uh, these parents who are getting coaches for their kids to teach them how to be better at Fortnite, are they on to something? Well, they are on to something, and I have to tell you, it's the first I've heard of that. You know, um, Fortnite, the company that makes Fortnite, actually, I think, is grossing quite a bit, about $200 million a month and up. Well, but I'm, I'm saying, is it a good uh, – if, if you guys are handing out scholarships, um, you know, it, does, it may not seem that ridiculous. I mean – Kids who parents who have kids playing baseball, they're going out yeah. and, and hiring baseball coaches to tutor them. Uh, hockey, they do it all the time. So why not do it for your kid uh, with a with uh, esports or, or or video games? Yeah, that's right. Because there are outlets for that now. Um, for example, in universities, um, it's fairly new in universities, but there are professional gaming leagues now, and people can make lucrative careers doing this, and not just playing the games. But in terms of all the other things that surround the game, for example, being an announcer, the technical side, um, there are viable career paths now in esports. I saw a story on Forbes uh, that scholarships for esports have grown almost by five times in the last year. How many kids are on scholarship at Kent State right now? Well, this coming year we'll have approximately 20. Uh, We're still making some decisions, but uh, 20 or so this year. (laughs) <laughs> That's just unbelievable to me. Now, uh, are they on full rides? Can they get a full ride? Not yet. We hope someday to offer full rides, but um, uh, we, at this point, can't quite do that. We're a brand-new program. We announced uh, in May, and this is our first full year as a eSports program. Now, I'm an old sports guy. Uh, I'm not just old, but I'm a, a sports <laughs> guy for a long time, and I, I don't know anything about video games, um, but I... I do know something about sports and how kids get scholarships, and they, they get them because a scout will come and see a, a basketball player play at a high school, and he'll say, hey, you're good enough to play for me, and I think I'd like to have you. How'd you like a scholarship? How does a kid playing a video game get noticed by Kent State and then get a scholarship? In similar ways. Uh, we find good players. It's pretty easy to do online. Most of the players that are good are playing in ranked ladders um, that are public, that you can see what kind of performance uh, they're doing, and you can see so many statistics about exactly how they play that we get a lot of information. The other way is if they contact us, uh, kent.edu backslash esports. If you go there, um, there's going to be a form to, to apply for a scholarship, and you they register, and we look at their information, and we give them a call. So it's actually fairly easy to find good players. This is what kids are doing these days, and a lot of high school and young adult-aged uh, uh, students or, or soon-to-be students are playing video games. And NACE, N-A-C-E, is that the eSport version of the NCAA? Yeah, it's one of the regulating bodies, and NACE, they're good guys. They've done some great work. Uh, there's a couple uh, organizing bodies like NACE. NACE is gathering new schools all the time, and I think they're a really good organization to help get new programs, especially, into the fold. So they organize seasons. They have championship rings. Um, it's 
it sounds very much like the athletic model. Yeah, right. And and but how does it help Kent State to have this program number one? Uh, you know, having an esports program, which is, I guess, at some point, it's going to be like having a basketball team. How does it help mm-hmm. Kent State to have that and to have kids who are really good at video games being there on scholarship? Well, there's a lot of ways. Uh, I think one way that stands out is that it will attract more kids to Kent State. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people are interested in. One of the reasons, though, I got into it is because I realized that a ton of our students that are already here and that will come are going to be playing video games. And they're a lot of times doing this in small groups that they have found on their own. But I thought, why not offer them something where they can represent the university, be part of the university in that way, compete against other universities, as we're going to do this year, uh, and give them something to be proud of, build some memories. And for me, I'm really interested in how this can help build a community. So at Kent State, we're really about building a community. So we're going to have a club level and a varsity level. So even uh, beyond the scholarships, we're going to offer support for all sorts of other games and the things that they want to play. And I, um, I went to Kent State a million years ago. Oh. And um, I play what one of my favorite things was uh, playing inter intra fraternity sports, mm-hmm. uh, softball, football. Loved it. Um, yeah. And I'm just wondering, are, they, are there still kids you know, actually playing sports? Are the basketball courts being utilized? Do you see kids out you know, playing softball, football? Yeah, they are out there. And Intramurals is thriving at Kent. Um, we are actually talking with rec services, uh, the Intramural people, because we hope actually to be able to offer our eSport uh, student gamers the opportunity to engage in uh, other programs like that. So, yeah, I was an athlete in college, too, and um, I think it's still thriving uh, at the intramural level and varsity level. Now, um, I, I, how does it if, – if I want my kid to get an eSports scholarship, mm-hmm. what games should I be encouraged and – I, and I was going to say encourage him, him, him to play – and when yeah. I'm when I'm picturing these kids in my mind, I'm I'm picturing guys, young guys. I I have a picture in my mind of a bunch of guys mm-hmm. around, uh, you know, their their computers playing video games. I don't think of it as something that uh, girl very very many girls are doing. I, I'm guessing I'm wrong about that. Well, yes and no. I mean, it's changing. Um, there was a recent statistic that about forty percent of gamers are now female. So that's a pretty big number. But one of the things that you'll find is that. Um, girls are less likely to identify as a gamer or to say they are. Uh, so that makes a difference. One of our leaders is female on our team. Uh, we, ha- we do have more, more boys than we do girls, so that's still true. But that's changing rapidly. And, and the go- game – I'm sorry, go no, ahead. No, go ahead. I, you finish. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, the, the, games, uh, the games that you might be interested in, you would look at different universities and see what they have to offer – uh, a lot of us offer similar games. So for us, it's Overwatch, Hearthstone, League of Legends, uh, Rocket League. Those four will have scholarships. Uh, other teams are supported, but without scholarships at this point. Now I gotta, you know, I gotta confess those those that means nothing to me. It, I, but I guess to <laughs> to a gamer, that's like you saying basketball, football, baseball, and hockey. Exactly. Um, and. What kind of a crowd would you expect to get, uh, maybe not now, but in the future, down the road when this really catches on and, and becomes a, um, a, just something that's not considered a novelty, um, what kind of a crowd would you expect to get for a match against, I don't know, Ohio State? Is it a match? Is it a game? What is it called when you have a, a competition? Uh, you can call it either one of those things, but usually they uh, have an invitational or a tournament. And uh, we hope to play Ohio State someday. So the numbers all depend on what you're offering. So Hearthstone games are much smaller. Overwatch games are bigger. Um, some of the crowds are, are rather large, uh, but sometimes they're not. It all varies. I think we can fill large spaces. One of the things about eSports is, I mean, it really is the biggest thing you've never heard of. And if you look into the numbers... Uh, for example, the League of Legends World Championships, I think it was 2017, had 32 million viewers. Wow. And one of the reasons that's possible, right, is because they stream this stuff. They stream it live. They save the recordings. But 32 million live viewers. 
Now, I use that number because it's huge and it's very impressive. Most of the time we don't pull that many, but, um, yeah, I think there's a great potential for this. The uh, sponsors uh, are all over the place because of the viewership. Yeah, that's I, I did from doing the research for this one. I knew you were going to be on. One of the things I, I did come across, and I... I had another. I saw another piece about uh, kids and their and their smartphones and how they're mm-hmm. on them too often. But it was about how much money's involved in gaming, and um, it's it's billions and billions of dollars that's involved, um, and that's why it's not going anywhere except up. Up, yeah, exactly. Not only is it growing at thirty to forty percent per year at that rate, but all sorts of other things are happening. For example. Uh, last year, China appointed a minister of esports for the country. So they have somebody who's now directing esports for China. Uh, there have been people uh, that have now approached the Olympic Committee, and I know this sounds really strange, and I have mixed feelings about that myself, but they've approached the Olympic Committee about introducing esports. I've seen that, yeah. Olympic. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they, and they, there is movement on it. They have some standards, which I think are going to be tough to meet. Because right now, esports is still kind of, especially at the collegiate level, the Wild West. There are great organizing bodies like NACE and TESPA, uh, but um, people are still feeling it out. And the NCAA is also looking at esports. So people are trying to figure out what to do with this and whether or not they can get involved. We're talking to Dr. Steve Topfer. He's the Associate Professor of Human Development and Family Studies at Kent State. He's also the Director of Kent State's Esports. Uh, this is interesting to me because I, I know it's a generational thing, and it, 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 mm. in some ways it's sad to me, Steve, because when when you when when something like this is considered a sport, and and it's one thing, but if it starts replacing other sports, and you're talking about somebody basically doing something with his thumbs, you know, and it's not, yeah. and there's not. I mean, I, I obviously. I know that your brain's involved, and there's other th- things other than that, but <laughs> sure. it's, it ain't like playing basketball or hockey or football. Is it a good thing for for this to become something more attractive to kids, or are they already doing it too much? It's a good thing if in moderation. So one of the things is that pro eSport gamers spend many hours a day, eight hours a day practicing. But these are college students, so they can't do that, nor should they. I also don't think it will replace athletics. I hope it doesn't. I mean, I don't think it has to be a one or the other situation. I think you can do both things. Uh, I, I play these games sometimes, not like our students do, but I'm also extremely physically active, and a lot of our students are too. Uh, we have a mixture of gamers. Some of these people are pretty fit. Others aren't. It all depends. So I don't think it will replace that, and I don't think it's going in that direction. It's just a different activity, and sometimes the comparison I don't think is necessary to traditional sports. You know, reading is sedentary. Uh, so is eSports. Mm-hmm. We have, but we want to look into that. We, I'm developing a research lab for eSports at the university right now because I think there are a lot of things we can learn about the activity and best practices for keeping our student gamers healthy while they play this stuff. Would, would virtual reality uh, be something that would allow physical activity to be involved and still be a video game where you, where you actually have to show some athleticism to make it work and i'm asking that out of total ignorance by the way oh no that's a good question uh absolutely uh, it hasn't really t- taken on uh the same weight yet i don't think there's a long way to go with the technology and um what people are interested in i'm not aware of any competitive sponsor you know scholarship oriented vr uh games yet but that technology is still pretty young so we'll see where it goes hey steve i, I appreciate you being on and um I, as a kent state well i was going to say grad but i'd be lying i never did graduate but i went there for a while <laughs> uh, uh i i guess i should be rooting for kent state to to, to win the esports <laughs> championship thanks a lot man I, I hope you do root for us and you can always come back and try out for a scholarship all right thanks thanks see you later thank you all right that's Bye-bye. dr steve topfer associate professor at uh at uh, Kent State and also director of eSports. I mean, he's a nice guy, and it, I guess it's kids are having fun, but it kind of makes me want to, I don't know, just, I don't, I'm, uh, I'm not that thrilled about it. We'll be right back. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA, there are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind. 
expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Hi, Hugh here for Patriot Mobile, urging you to go right now to www.patriotmobile.com forward slash you and help us celebrate a supreme summer. That's right, it's a Supreme Court summer. President Trump has nominated Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court, and we need you to help make it happen, and you can do that by switching your cell service because Patriot Mobile, like all of the bigs, has great, great, great cell service, but unlike any of them, support conservative causes. Don't just carry your calls, carry your message, in this case, to confirm Brett Kavanaugh. Every time you use your Patriot Mobile and pay your Patriot mobile cell phone bill you're supporting conservative causes like those that protect your rights support interpreting the constitution with originalism and right now while supplies last enjoy a new motorola e4 or an e4 plus smartphone for only four dollars a month mention my name hugh when you call 1-800-APATRIOT to switch your service or visit www.patriotmobile.com forward slash hugh that's www.patriotmobile.com forward slash hugh make conservative change happen every time you use your cell phone beautiful little puppy. I mean, we walk around the block and neighbors always say, her hair is so beautiful. Healthy and shiny and glossy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Fatty acids, omega-3s and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. I would really recommend people starting their puppies on Dynavite before they get into what I would call the misery index. Bad skin, bad ears, bad breath. Because if they're getting all their vitamins, micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies. Grass, pollen, dust, dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it. And the itching and shedding down the road. Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. Dynavite for life. This is Ed Lukasevic. And Cindy Lukasevic. Inviting you and your pets to Dynavite. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. I think I'll use one of my favorite and most often used expressions uh, to just a final comment on that last segment. Words cannot describe how glad I am to have grown up when I did and to have gone to college when I did. I, had, I mean, I wasn't a great athlete. I was good enough. I was a good athlete at the intramural level. I was one of the better players. And I, so I, I really liked playing like football and, and softball uh, against the other fraternities. And big crowds would be on the sidelines you know, watching the games, everybody having a good time. There's intense rivalries. They were really hard-fought games. To train, uh, to change, ex- just exchange that for sitting there with my playing with my thumbs. Uh, sorry, I'm glad I did what I did. Anyway, we have spent time here talking about um, stupidity on college campuses, and uh, and I'm not referring to that last segment. We last week we had the college fix on, and they we had someone talking about the stupidity of at Harvard where they're trying to discourage and 
demonize fraternities and sororities. I had to tell I had to run this one by. This is from the College Fix again. I just I have to read this because when I read it, you're you're not going to believe it. This is a University of Toronto scholar, Stephanie Springay. She has a a, re, a published research uh, paper, and it's about felt, not like how you felt, but felt. You know the material, F E L T. And and the paper is called "How to Write as Felt: Touching Trans Material Trans Materialities and More Than Human Intimacies." That's the name of the paper, published online in late July by Studies in Philosophy and Education. This is what the paper addresses. Okay, this is what it says. This paper address. I'm, I'm going to leave you with this on a Friday. You can just you know roll this around on your head over the weekend. This paper addresses the problem of education that is predicated on cis-heteronormative, white supremacist, settler-colonial logics that assume knowledge enters from an outside that is predicated on progress and that regulates and violently disavows particular bodies. I'd give you the website here. That you can, So when I read that, I'm sure that you're thinking, now there's something I'd like to spend some time with this weekend reading, reading through it. Felding as a post-human proposition demands that we stop thinking broadly about education. Instead, we need to consider intimate transmaterial touching relations that do not intensify settler colonial mastery over human and non-human life. That's, uh, that's what we're dealing with. And then here's, here's the last one. How to write as felt. As a more-than-human proposition and an invitation to leap inside the movement of the fold to become involved in a practice of intense agitation and difference, felting is a stretching out a space of encounter where thinking, making, doing extends beyond fragile boundaries, beyond frayed and indeterminate edges, expanding in the fluidity of the smooth that is to write or rather prevent research creation in a continuous present <laughs> as the power to begin, again, infinitely touching. I have no idea what I just read. I'm just telling you it's right here on the right here on my computer. And the best part about this is this study was given uh a money from a foundation in Canada that gives here it is the Social Science and Humanities Research Council of Canada gave this woman $1,244,992 last year. So roll that around in your brain for the weekend. See you on Monday. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.